I'm Mina Starziak-Hawk, and this is Mina AF, where I answer all of your questions and you can ask me anything. Can we talk about money? Can you still breastfeed with implants? You're both boss moms, and I'd love to know the story of how you met. Literally anything any of you want to hear. Listen as we build a community and get to know each other better. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Mina AF. I'm Mina Starziak-Hawk, and Before we dive into really kind of the meat of the episode, um, I'll give you a little update. So Steve and I went to New York towards the end of last week through like half the weekend. And originally we were going because I had work and the work thing that I can't talk about it yet was locked. It was locked in. That was the word that was used. And I said, you sure it's locked? If it's locked, I'm going to book my tickets. I'm going to book my hotel. Um, So I did. I booked a hotel for three days and flights for Steve and I so we could make like a little kind of trip of it. And uh, turns out you can unlock things that are locked. (laughs) So I booked non-refundable travel and stay and really tried to adjust it to another date to do something. um, And they were not were not having it. So uh, we just took a little trip to New York for no reason, which honestly was kind of nice because sitting on the plane, I even said to Steve, I was like, the closest we've ever come to like taking a trip with no itinerary is when we went on the cruise and thought we were going to end up in Charleston for a week with nothing to do. And I was like, honestly, it felt refreshing to think like we can do whatever we want this week. And then we ended up making it onto the cruise. So it didn't matter. But that's kind of what it felt like. And in our heads, like when we travel, really all we do is like wander and eat. Um, used to be eat and drink. But uh, now we just imbibe delicious mocktails. So we got to New York um, Wednesday, like late afternoon, uh, and then got back uh, Saturday, I believe. Oh my gosh, it's only been a couple days and they're already like super running together. But it kind of brought up in my head, I was like, I don't know, what are we going to do when our kids are out of the house? Because granted, it was only a few days, but I was like, we're doing nothing. And I could only do nothing for so long. I think like two and a half, three days is my max of doing nothing. And uh, that we and we hit it. So we're definitely maybe, you know, by the time they're out of the house, we'll be more tired and we'll want to do nothing for longer. But just kind of gave me a little taste of like or even like what life would be like if we hadn't had kids, which is just at this point, I don't know what I would do with my hands. Like what are you parents out there? Like, can you imagine like for a day? For a day, being like, okay, didn't have kids. It was fun. It was freeing. It was liberating. But then I would just want them back because they're amazing. And what else would I do with my time than spend it with my kids, which is what Steve and I do so, so much. So anywho, we were in New York for a few days. We ate at some yummy places. We walked around Central Park. We went and saw the tree. It was all lit up. That was lovely. Um, You know, did a little work. But like Netflix and chilled a lot, which was also kind of nice. Um, but the thing I was supposed to go for that I can't really talk about yet, that didn't happen, that's supposed to happen later. And I don't know. I don't know. All these things. I don't know if like that's what kicked it off, but the last few days I've just been feeling funky, like down. And you know what? This always pops into my head because I had my ablation which is where like they laser your uterus. Like I don't, I don't actually have a period where I bleed, but you still have all those 
hormones. So like, I, so I never know if I'm on my period and like being all which ways because it's actually like my hormones are adjusting. <laughs> so maybe that's it. I don't know. My boobs don't hurt that much. So that would lead me to believe it's not. Anywho, just feeling kind of funky and down and kind of like when I when I get in that space, I realize what is happening is I'm just doing a lot of comparison to a lot of people that I shouldn't, none of which that I should. I'm making like so many changes and so many decisions and not knowing if they're like the right ones or the good ones or the ones that are going to backfire, like all these things. I'm just constantly questioning like everything I do or don't do. Um, and every once in a while, it just kind of gets to me when I am feeling a little bit, I don't know, I guess vulnerable. And I let that like outside shit creep in, like see someone else doing something on the network. That's like, why wasn't I asked to do that? Or, you know, whatever it is, which it's different for everyone. I'm sure you guys all get it. Like there's those people or person or, you know, that you compare yourself to and while we all want to pretend like we're above it, like we're just human and that's what we do, which is part of why I like to be so open about my shit because if you're going to compare yourself to me, yes, there's a lot of good, fun, exciting things, and but there's also a lot of crap. So just know that it comes with all of that. It, Steve, this is Steve's favorite quote. I don't know how many times I've heard him say, water always finds its level. And it does. He's not wrong. Water always finds its level. So, uh I'm just kind of in the wishy-washy part of it right now and not feeling very like leveled or balanced. But this kind of not feeling great, comparing myself, feeling like I'm not doing enough, feeling like I might be making the wrong decisions and other people are making better decisions and and all that got me kind of reflecting on what I want to talk about today, which I've talked about Brene Brown's book before. Absolutely love it. Um and it's she's, she's done a couple, so Dare to Lead. Um, th- I read this book a while ago. Actually, listened to it on tape. I did not read it. I, not on tape. <laughs> I listened to it on my iPhone. Such an old person thing to say. Twice. But I have to re- I, I lead, I read it or I listen to it at 1.5 because I'm a mess and can't handle. I can't be patient with people reading at a normal pace. So I read it actually um, when I was trying to acquire some like better management techniques because I'm terrible with people. I use too few words and I forget to throw an emoji in. And if there's not an emoji, people think you're mad and, and all this stuff. So read, listened to her book a couple times. And while it definitely helped me with some like people skills for work, it really, it applied so much more to like areas of my personal life, family, friendship and everything, um, even more so than it really did to work. And one of the things that, um, like I've talked to my sister about, I've talked to Steve about that I thought was a really interesting concept that Brene Brown talks about is the idea of your square squad. Um, She's done so much work on like vulnerability and connection and the best way to do it and how we do it. Um, Again, I've talked about like a lot of reading her book is why I feel like talking on the podcast is so important as I, you know, I did that whole episode about, you know, the, the, the shame lens. So, you know, getting outside of yourself and realizing like you're not alone, all these things. Um, but she talks about 
your square squad. So I'm going to go into that a little bit today, talking about like uh, the meaningful connections we have in our life, embracing our own vulnerability, and how that kind of all ties into the idea of her square squad. So this is kind of what she says. And a world where like everyone, everyone has an opinion. You know what they're like, guys. Everyone has an opinion, a judgment, a comment. And the idea is to really figure out for you whose opinion or judgment or comment should be meaningful to you. So it's about having a small circle, not a circle, a square, because we get quite literal about the square squad, but a small circle of people in your life that you can really be your true self around. You can be your authentic self. Um, They know you and like the whole you and the real you and are there for it. And it's really not about the quantity. The idea is to really whittle down the quantity. Um, it's about the quality of the connection. So these are the people who stand by you through it all, your ups, your downs, um, and you do the same for them. So it's it's very reciprocal. Um, and I really had to put a lot of thought into it because it can get tricky. So the most, not the most, one of the biggest concepts that Brene Brown talks about with the Square Squad is whittling it down. Um, using the art of discernment and of choosing the right people to be part of your square squad. And again, it's not about keeping everyone that close. It's really about choosing wisely, like thinking it through. And obviously, if you guys listen, like, you know, I've had my fair share of personal challenges, professional challenges, uh, moments where I question everything, like, I've been doing the last few days, like my worth, my purpose, my decisions. Am I being a good mom? Am I being a good wife? Like what's going on with my business? And I think where the square squad really comes in is like in those tough moments and figuring out who your square squad is when you're in those tough moments can really become invaluable. There's the one, they're the ones who like see you, see me at our worst and our best and are there not as not as yes people. I want to be like so clear about that. Like your square squad isn't like your undying support that are that are ride or die. They're the ones that are there for it all and can support you like in a healthy way without judgment, help guide you. And you really feel like they know you fully so can be there in a way that feels really authentic. So I'll talk through a little bit like my thought process for my square squad. Um, the idea is literally supposed to be a one by one inch square of paper that you have to write the names of your square squad down on. And the idea of it being like this literal physical piece of paper is so you have to whittle it down. You have to think about it. So I had a really hard time with this because my list, when I was like, okay, like who's my group? Like who do, whose opinions should I care about? Who's who, you know, do I feel like, I guess it just felt like who makes the cut at first. And when I started rattling off the names of people whose opinion I care about, I was like, oh, this is a really long list. It's like, okay, my kids, my husband, my sister, Kelsey, my older brother, my older brother's wife, my dad, my stepmom, the kids like fake grandma. Like it just, it, I was like, this is, this is extensive. So Let's talk about microdosing. You know that feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower? 
where you've relaxed, you're focused, and a little energized, it feels just right, like you're in the zone. Well, Microdose can help you not only get into that zone easier, but stay there longer. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I absolutely love how helpful these gummies are. For me, half a microdose gummy during the day helps me really stay centered and really fresh as I get everything done on my list. And they really help me relax in the evenings as well and just be present and in the moment instead of worrying about things from the day or what I have to do tomorrow. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code MinaAF. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code MinaAF for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code MinaAF. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Visually thinking about measuring out this one inch piece of paper, one by one inch piece of paper, I was like, this is not, this is not a thing. Like all these people can't fit. So let's think about who makes sense to have on there. So, and it's changed. Thinking back, like it's changed throughout my life. There were times where I had to set boundaries with certain people who, even though I thought they might be in my life forever or had been in my life for a long time, they were no longer contributing positively. And that's okay. It's about putting your mental and emotional health in a good place. And sometimes that means the people you surround yourself changes. Gosh, there was a friend that I've known since I was 18 that we're so close. Family vacations, worked together, played together, everything together. Um, and it feels like a lifetime ago, but without going into, you know, mucky details, there was some things that led up to like one particular thing that for me was just not unforgivable, but we're not the people we thought we were for each other. We're not on each other's square squad. Um, and that event, like the culmination of a lot of things in this specific event, ended ended that friendship, um, which is weird and hard as an adult. It's like a divorce or something. Um, but I guess just to say, like, that's an example of it's not like you write this list down. This is your end all be all for your whole life. Like, I definitely think it it changes. Um and it is. It's those people that you can be like completely open and honest with. You're not worried they're going to judge you. They might say something you don't want to hear, but that's different from judging you. Um, so when I was thinking through mine, I rattled off all those names. They don't fit on the piece of paper, obviously. And so I was trying to, okay, what can I get on there? Maybe four names, maybe six names. And who do I really care what they think about me. And that's more complicated than do I care what they think about me? Because I care what a lot of people think about me. But then when you dig into it, it's like, do, do I care about what they think about me? Because do they know me well enough to have 
a clear picture of me. And that's what was super helpful for me. So um, like my, my sister, Kelsey, for example, we've had a close relationship most of our lives. There's been times where, you know, she was in college, so we weren't physically as close to each other. Um, she's worked for me. She's not worked for me. And it's it's been this kind of ebb and flow that's, I think, natural in a relationship. But she has seen me through so many different stages in my life, stages in her life. And while, you know, maybe there were times that we weren't super, super close, I feel like she probably has a pretty good holistic understanding of like who I am as a person, who like my work ethic, my, I don't know why I'm getting teary, (laughs) probably on my period, but like, you know, who I am at my core, my heart, what my intentions are. Um, And to me, I think that's kind of where the differentiation was to be able to whittle down my square squad. So while there's so many people who, you know, on the surface, I'm like, yes, I care. I care about their opinion. You know, whether that's like, you know, your in-laws, you care about the opinion your in-laws have you. But, you know, when it comes down to it, do you really, do they know you well enough to have earned that? Do, you know, if it, if it comes down to making a decision that they don't support, like how much value do you, they, you put in their feedback? You know, whoever those people are thinking that through. And I'm trying to figure out a way to like talk about how I, went through mine without, you know, being intrusive to other people's privacy that that is in my family. But I think, you know, my sister was an example of like, yeah, she's one of the people I rattle off initially. But then when I think about it also, because I feel like we know each other, like actually really know each other, that she's on that list. My friend, Adrian, who I've, I married into my, it was my, my husband's good friend's wife. And we just clicked immediately. And she's a businesswoman. She, you know, runs the world. We, she owns the wedding studio. So we did her stuff, um, her store for an episode of the show, but she's just the person that I clicked with immediately. And we can be 100% ourselves around each other for better or for worse. And We've always been the type of people with each other where we could say, hey, like, take a beat. What are you doing? Slow down. Think about this. You're awesome. Do awesome things. Be an awesome person. How can I help you? Like, how can I support you? And it not, it not you know, cause a rift or a fight. And she's just, we've just, we, we've been that person for each other. We can sit together and probably our preference would be do nothing and say nothing because we're both so tired. <laughs> uh, that that's that's our um that's our bonding moment is just not having to talk and not having to, you know, while I was, I guess, in what you would consider like an entertainment industry, I had to be on all the time. Um, she, even though her business model is different, she has to be on all the time. She's not selling wedding dresses, like she's selling this amazing experience and she's so good at it but it does require a lot of energy output. So when we're together, we can both just turn that off because we don't need to put a show on for each other. And I think because I feel like she really knows me and sees me, she is someone that I can lean on, that I can bounce things off of because she really has that like full understanding of who I am, what my experiences have been, what I'm trying to do in the future and be as 
support system, but also someone that I trust would say, hey, I think you're stepping outside your morals right now, or I think you're going in the wrong direction, or I think maybe you need to look at what's motivating you right now, that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, there's even other people in my family that while I'm close with, because we're family, there's just been distance because of life where maybe while I very, very much care about their opinion and appreciate their feedback, when I had to whittle down these like four, five, six people that would fit on my one-by-one sheet of paper, I was like, you know what? I want these people to be on my one-by-one piece of paper. But I think for various reasons, mostly just life, uh, distance, things like that, we don't necessarily know the adult versions of each other as much as we did like this young, fun version of each other. So I think there's people in your life that you can look at, you're like, I guess the I want to impress upon you the importance of like, if people aren't on your one by one piece of paper, it doesn't mean they're not important or it doesn't mean you don't value their opinion or any of those things. I think there are people that are like just outside the periphery of the square squad that with effort put into those relationships, they 100% can be those ones that are that important. But I'm kind of rambling. I think what this really helped me, even just the thought process, like thinking it through, naming all the people, then kind of like peeling back the layers, like, okay, who is really on it? Steve is on it. I care. He's there for me. I love him. My kids are on it. They, you know, I can't really, they can't give me constructive criticism yet, but I'm sure they will when they're old enough. My sister is on it. Um, and that's four people. So who are the other two? Uh, you know, Adrian is right there. It's, and then there are so many people who are amazing contributing members of my life that I would not want to go a day without. But also I think maybe I feel like they don't know the whole version of me. So I can set aside maybe some judgment that they might have um, because they missed things or, you know, important growth moments in my life or, you know, don't quite know the person I'm changing into because we're all changing all the time. And, you know, just because someone's on your list doesn't mean, like I said, with my good friend, like I, we both changed into different versions of ourselves for better or for worse, I would like to think for better, um, at least on my end, that means we weren't the same people that had been on each other's square squad list. And that's okay. I think the important thing for me was going through the process because what it helped me do is really set aside what matters and what doesn't matter because we all care so much. I care. I guess I can't speak for you guys. And I used to care so, so, so much more. I wanted everyone to like me. I wanted everyone to be having fun. I wanted everyone to be happy. I wanted everyone to think I was making good decisions and just all the things. And when you set yourself up for having to make all the people happy all the time, that is just a recipe for disaster. And what this did for me is to be able to say, while I may still want to make all the people happy all the time, Who are the ones that I would 
feel wrecked if I did something to make them think less of me or, um, you know, they can not be happy with me every once in a while. That's fine. But like really at the core, damage the relationship. Who are the people that I really need to be reflecting on as I'm moving through life, as I'm making decisions? And it just makes it a little bit easier. It's a little bit lighter load because it's a one by one piece of paper. And I can carry that. I can't carry everyone all the time caring what they think about the business closing, the store closing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have different stressors, some big, some small, that we carry around and that really weigh us down. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to have a negative effect on us. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever it is that's weighing you down. For me, therapy has been so helpful, really learning those positive coping skills and to be the best version of myself. I know myself better and how to set the right boundaries that really work for me. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, then give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, and it's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MinaAF today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MinaAF. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The decisions I've made along the way, what they think they see on the show, you know, all these things, it's a lot of fucking weight to carry. And go through this process. If you don't, immediately, you know, if a square squad for you doesn't immediately come to mind, like think about it. I think it's this really useful exercise to at least try to go through, um, whether you're, you know, facing significant life changes or just kind of navigating the everyday grind. Thinking through your square squad is just helpful because then you have this reminder that you don't have to go it alone. There are these people, um, and when you're thinking about it, think about like the wisdom of discernment that Brene Brown talks about and setting boundaries and really whittling down your squad. It's all part of the process of finding and keeping like the right people in your corner um, because I know you all have them. I hope you all have them. And if you feel like you don't, again, a good exercise to go through to reflect on, do you genuinely not? Or maybe why do you not? Are you scared of making connections because of, you know, past experiences, all these things all meant to just get the wheels turning in your brain. Um, so that's, that's what I got for you guys today. Um, I hope you're feeling inspired to really kind of tackle this, like embrace your vulnerability in it, strengthen your own square squad, because if you have it, if you know it, 
then you are you are an amazing lucky human. If you have that squad, love it and and nurture it because those are the most important relationships in your life. And really a reminder, which I think is huge, that we we're not alone on our journey. You have this tribe of people who are there for you, who care about you, and who will, you know, be there for you when when you need it. And kind of going back to an earlier episode I did, like that whole idea that you're not alone, even in some of the times where you feel the most alone, knowing you're not, I think is can be life-saving for some people. So whether you're thinking about your square squad or thinking about whose square you might be on and really, A, I think expressing some gratitude to other people and say, you know, I see you. I love you. I'm here for you. Thank you for being able to be the open, honest, real version of yourself with me. That's an honor. Just kind of like acknowledging that and then really feeding those relationships and friendships because I've learned as an adult, like that's something I'm not very good at. I'm not great at maintaining relationships. I have to work really hard at it. Um, And it doesn't have to be something huge. Even, you know, my sister and I are, she's about to have a baby. I'm very busy. We're in, you know, she moved. She's not in Fountain Square anymore. So just, she's not next door anymore. So what we do is we have coffee on the calendar every Wednesday from 8.30 to 9. And it's just a standing thing. And if we can't go, someone says, for whatever reason, we can't go the night before. But we usually make it at least two of the Wednesdays a month. And maybe it's for 10 minutes because one of it's running late. Or maybe it's for 30 minutes. But it has been, I can't speak for her. <laughs> Hopefully she enjoys it. Um, it's been amazing for me just because it's this little thing that keeps the connection, that nurtures the relationship, that shows that we care and are giving another person some of our time because time is so precious. So being able to like give that to someone else and get it, I think is a really big honor in anyone's life. So I'm just rambling at this point, but uh, I hope this got you guys thinking. Think about your people. Think about your tribe. And until next time, thank you guys so much. I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.